With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark, the whole gang hanging out here at the Firehouse Subs in Lexington, 109 Old Chapin Road. We are at the shops at the Flight Deck Shopping Center going until noon. So about 30 more minutes out here. we got T-shirts. we got tickets to give away. Obviously, you can come in and enjoy a delicious Firehouse sub as well. Been talking all things Gamecocks, getting ready for Super Bowl weekend. By the way, Super Bowl coverage starting right here on the game at 5 o'clock. Kickoff is at 6.30 between the Chiefs and the 49ers. And if you don't have plans as far as food goes for the Super Bowl on Sunday, I think our guy Larry Chandler might have the perfect opportunity for you. Yeah, we got a great deal, uh, 25% off of of any order, $50 or more uh, through our app. You have to do it, do it on our Firehouse Subs app. Uh, if you don't have it, you can download it very easily and uh, you get points also to help you uh, get some uh, uh, free stuff down the road. So yeah, it's gonna be a great offer Saturday and Sunday. Very cool. The Rapid Rescue, we're looking at it right across from us. It's popping today. <laughs> Look at all these orders. Yeah, we uh, we uh, get pretty busy here. We do a lot of a lot of business on that uh, Rapid res- Rescue here. That's because Chris. Show promotes it right 100 i think our guy uh, shout out I think to our that's guy why josh. we're so busy today because we've been <laughs> pushing it so, so. yeah our guy josh said he heard us on the game and stopped in love it a second love ago it. so that that yeah. was good shout out josh appreciate hey josh, you coming appreciate by you. uh larry also had the uh the limited time offer right now chicken parmesan meatball sub i've developed a hot take i've thought about it I think it might be my favorite limited time offer so far. Oh wow! Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, it's strong man. <laughs> it is strong because they're all they're all strong, but you know what's the the best part? It's those uh, it's those breadcrumbs yep. on top, the crispy breadcrumbs. Whew, it, good. Is it at the top of your power rankings? <sighs> no, 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 it's not my okay. number one overall, but it's my number one on the on the L, on the limited time offers. How about that? I think the uh, I think the number one overall sub. I mean, I, I've moved the steamer back up. They they uh they made it so expertly today that it has moved back up to number one overall. Well, so you know, it's funny favorite. about this uh, chicken parm. Uh, I did, I sent a little list of what to make y'all today, and that <laughs> wasn't on there. And so I come in here and I see it, and I was like, Chris must have ordered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, t- we actually gave him our own list. We, we appreciate oh, you? you doing that. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Well, they, yeah, they asked for a list, and well, we're good. like, we really don't care, but we would like. Uh, you know these few things, so that was good. Well, good. Y'all, y'all know the menu really well, so that's really good. I like the back of my hand. I, do. <laughs> I say, I, I, I think <laughs> I said earlier. I, I, I just tried the club on a sub. I think that's the one thing here I hadn't tried uh-huh. on any of our visits. But I must say, like every other sandwich here, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The 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 one I the one holdout I had up until recently was the engineer. You made yep. you got you hooked me up with that the last time we were out at a firehouse sub. So check that off. It's excellent as well. So I, I'm I've had all now. About all of them. Well, Larry, and we've been talking about it all week. What a time for basketball around here, man. Obviously, the women's team doing what they continue to do, but nobody saw Lamont Paris having this team uh, at 20-3, and three, you know, <laughs> halfway through the, the month of February. It, it's been so fun to talk about, and as a fan, just amazing to watch as well. Well, I went to the game uh, uh, Tuesday, and it's just like it's such a great 
vibe. You can see the team, and uh, they, they, you can tell they like each other, and they, they're so calm. Uh, I think they, their uh, demeanor reflects their coach. And uh, you know, they were up by 17. They were close to losing the lead, and they were still the same smooth uh, operating. And uh, they, they didn't panic or anything like that. So, uh, but fun to watch. Uh, well deserved, and what a great turnaround! It's amazing. So we're all three rocking our quarter zips right now, by the way, yeah. in support of Coach yeah, Paris. We are. We are. <laughs> didn't even notice that. Larry, I know that you, you've had an opportunity to get kind of close to observe Lamont Paris's coaching style. And you yeah. mentioned the team's demeanor and yeah. how it kind of reflects their coach. But when you're watching the games uh, and observing Coach Paris and how he interacts with the guys, what do you see from a leadership standpoint? I think I, you know, it's obvious. I think uh, I remember his press conference. He said, uh, you know, he, coach, he practices, coaches, practices his team really hard in private, and he coaches calmly. He said, if you're not prepared, uh, through practice for the game, there's no need to be going crazy during the game. And I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody in the past. I'm just saying. I thought that. I remember him saying it. I thought you know, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. and he's done exactly that. Like I said, uh, his team reflects his coaching style. I mean, he's coaching his butt off. Uh, his entire staff is, and uh, and the players are bought in, and uh, and uh, they're fun to watch. And it's not one superstar. Yeah. And that's really it's hard for opposing team to really zero in on anybody because anybody on a given night can, you know, lights out. So You've been watching Gamecock basketball for a very long time. When we talk about this, this is a fan base that, you know, at times has been starved for, for good teams to root for. Now that you're finally seeing that come to fruition, hopefully for, for a long time to come, not only from your perspective, but the other people that you know that are watching this team for a very, very long time, what's the response that you've seen out of people that, again, haven't had a ton to root for over the years? Yeah, everybody's excited. I think it. Uh, I think somewhat, you know, uh, rightfully so, caught everybody kind of surprised, and that's always, is, you know, those are really good surprises to kind of see this because we went from last year to where we are this year, and uh, and so, but people are really excited and jacked up. You know, you got a sold out arena on Tuesday, and it's packed, and people are making a lot of noise and enjoying it. Same thing with the women. Uh, it's just uh, fun to be part of Gamecock basketball right now. I think we have the best combined record in the nation. I believe year, so. so um, but uh, they're, they're both teams are similar, in my opinion, uh, you know, and they, they, there's, they're just a total team. Both, both teams are. So. Switch gears to football. Um, Shane Beamer has three new assistants, um, and James Coley at wide receivers, Markwell Blackwell running backs, and then Joe DeCamillis is going to be a special teams coordinator, associate head coach. There will be a fourth at some point now that Justin Stepp has moved on. But um, I know you had some thoughts on, you know, the new hires. And uh, what they may mean for the program. What have been your thoughts on on the off season for South Carolina football? Yeah, I think the uh, the coaches we're bringing in. I think their experience, especially in the NFL uh, and just their general career, I think uh, brings a lot to our program. And uh, you know, the coaches that left are, are, are opportunities. They were awesome coaches uh, too. Uh, but I don't. I think we're in really good shape. I think uh, you know this is going to be a exciting year coming up. I think you know we, they're highly motivated to turn things around from last year. But I'm excited about the new coaches. I think they, they bring uh, a lot to the table with their experience. And I think the players, we can uh, lean on them to find out what they need to do if they want to go to the NFL. And I think that's an attractive thing for recruiting. 
also good uh, when you got coaches with that kind of experience. And on a similar note, we've been talking about this all morning long. Obviously, Justin stepped the news last night that he's taking the wide receivers coach job out there in Illinois. So there's another gap that you have to fill on this coaching staff as far as your tight ends coach is going into this season. But again, with the hires that Beamer's made so far, I think he's more than earned everybody's trust that he's yeah. going to go out there and make a good hire and uh, maybe even somebody else with NFL experience to bring into the table as well. Yeah, for sure. I think people really enjoy, uh, you know, he's – He's uh, well-respected, and I think a lot of people want to come work here, uh, be a part of this program. And, you know, it, 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 uh, I think that uh, says a lot about him, and, you know, he's a good person, good coach. So. We're, we're, we're actually, I was just thinking about this, guys, we're, we're not that far away from the start of spring practice, oh, which yeah. is weird. we got like a month or so, something like that, before spring practice starts. The big Gamecock weekend is back. Did you hear about that, Larry? <laughs> They're doing the for the spring game. They're doing the cocky trot again. Oh, yeah. Doing all those activities around. You're, you're a runner. Yeah. You're going to do the cocky trot? I'm going to have to do it. Gonna is, do that, it that, is that like too short for you? I know you do no, some no, long no, distances. No, no, we'll do it together. Let's all do it together. It'll West did it last year. Yeah. So we'll, we'll uh, I need get to get in shape. I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm going to tell you that the spread that y'all just put out is not helping my cause. for. <laughs> well, this for is what we'll do, make it more challenging weeks and firehouse subs before we do the run. That's right. I might need to try. <laughs> what, the one thing I hadn't tried on the menu is the salad. I might need to get that. Before the cocky try, uh, but that'll be fun, though. Will, maybe absolutely. maybe we'll put that on the books. Yeah. We'll do a little cocky try. Yeah. Hey, I'm down for it. Yeah. It'll be great. Absolutely. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Always I'll let you one more time kind of remind people about the Super Bowl promotion yeah, I'll have uh, coming up this weekend. 25% uh, uh, off uh, orders are $50 or more Saturday and Sunday. The orders have to be on the app and uh, for you to take advantage of that great, great offer. And uh, so – Look forward to it. It should be a great weekend for some great Firehouse Subs and Super Bowl. So. Absolutely. That's our guy Larry Chandler, owner of the Firehouse Subs here in the Midlands. We're at the, uh, the Lexington location today, 109 Old Chapin Road. Going for a few more minutes till the top of the hour. You are listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head. West Mitchell, Chris Clark, along with you on this Friday morning out at the Firehouse Subs in Lexington, 109 Old Chapin Road. We're at the shops at the Flight Deck Shopping Center. Going until noon, we got T-shirts to give away. we got tickets to give away. Come by, get a sub, hang out with us again for about the next 45 minutes out here at the Firehouse Subs in Lexington. It's time to talk some men's basketball. Welcome in, as always, our guy from Gamecock Central, Jack Veltry. Jack, as always, appreciate you being on. For a few minutes, uh, going back to the other night, the game against Ole Miss, you know, we felt pretty confident South Carolina was going to be able to handle their business in that game. But, oh, boy, did it get a uh, real nerve-wracking there in those last couple of minutes, being able to hang on defense, really stepping up in those last couple of minutes. And, thankfully, South Carolina did not get called for that foul on the uh, last three-point shot there by Ole Miss. And now we're talking about a team sitting at 20 wins and tied for the lead in the SEC going into this weekend. First off, thanks for having me on, as always. Uh, but, yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, 20 wins, 20 and 3. It's, uh, can you believe that? First type of first place in the SEC right now, it is, it's mind-boggling, quite frankly. But uh, that game the other night, it definitely got nerve-wracking those final few minutes. Uh, but you see South Carolina's defense hang on and make enough big plays. Colin Murray boils with a huge block, uh, really saving the day there. And then... Obviously, they, they contest that final three-point shot there at the end. So, you have to give credit where it's due. Where South Carolina's offense wasn't really playing well in the final few minutes, the defense steps up and does its thing. Jack, um, another great atmosphere, I thought, the, the other night as well, man. Um, just being there in the arena for a lot of these games this year, 
what can you say about this fan base and just how they have bought in completely to supporting this team? And I, I thought, especially early on when South Carolina was playing so well, uh, I thought another great atmosphere was, was a big part in their comfort level in the arena on Tuesday night. Yeah, Wes, you're definitely right there. Uh, these fans are hungry. I think you can definitely tell that they have uh, been longing for some winning basketball. Uh, just from the men's side, at least. Obviously, it's nice with the women winning every year and stuff, but obviously, I think you want the best of both worlds. And right now, I mean, th things are things are going just about as good as they can. And I think they, those fans are, especially at home, when it's a whiteout, blackout, whatever the case might be, I think they really do give South Carolina an edge. I think home court advantage is probably one of the truest things in sports. Okay, talking to our guy Jack Belcher from Gamecock Central. I feel like we have this conversation at least once a week, but we look at Colin Murray Boyle's performance and say, wow, that might be his best performance of the year. And same thing the other night against Ole Miss, 16 points, nine uh, rebounds, and uh, two blocks on the night, including one against their seven foot five, um, uh, their seven foot five guy, uh, Sharp, uh, very late in the game for a key stop there. I, I mean, this dude's just getting more and more impressive with every week that goes by. Oh, man, he is so, so fun to watch. I think in the early minutes of that game, you see how dominant he was in the paint, really asserting himself with a lot of easy, open looks. No one was really contesting him. And he just he just made it look easy on, on, uh, on Tuesday. It's just he continues to impress with the more minutes he gets. And obviously the main headline from that game was the huge block he had on Sharp with, I think, maybe like a minute 20 to go. It really, I mean, South Carolina was up by five at that point, and they ended up winning by three, but that block just, it really, like, put, I think, Ole Miss kind of out of it at that point. Um, you know, just it was just a great defensive play, and that's, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe he's a freshman, right? It's, freshmen should not be making this high level of basketball plays consistently, but he has been, it's, it, it's hard to think about where this team is without him. I think you could say that for a lot of guys. Yeah, Jack, I mean, just does not carry himself like a freshman at all, man, I, I think is the most impressive part. And, and I'm not just talking about from a talent standpoint, but just the way he carries himself on the court, not getting too up or too down. Uh, I've said he just looks like a guy who's playing some ball with his friends, which I think is a great compliment for somebody stepping into SEC basketball. Uh, but man, as we sort of move it forward to the game tomorrow, we, we talked about, you know, a potential classic trap game. South Carolina heavily favored. We know Auburn is next on Tuesday, which has the potential to be a massive game for South Carolina. But what can you tell us from what you've maybe researched so far as you get ready for your, your breakdown article that will come out, I'm sure, tomorrow morning? What can you tell us about Vanderbilt if we haven't watched much of them this year? Yeah, it has been uh, a very, very, very rough season for Vanderbilt. Uh, I don't think this was much of a surprise to anyone that's paying attention to the SEC. Obviously, they're one of the weak links in this conference, and they've proven it so far this year with the record. They're 6-16 six and 16 with Jerry Stackhouse as their head coach. And, uh, you know, you're right, I think, Wes, with this kind of being a trap game. But then again, I think the Georgia game last week was a total trap game, and South mm -hmm. Carolina managed to persevere and get through it. So it wouldn't surprise me if South Carolina – is playing a tight-knit kind of first-half game. But then, you know, I think they're just too good defensively and offensively to let the game stay too close. I think eventually they're probably going to win by 10 points maybe. Uh, but this, this Vanderbilt team is not too bad. 
Um, they have some scores. Uh, it's just, you know, I think South Carolina is just better from top to bottom. Well, I feel like tomorrow's game is a perfect opportunity to kind of prove once again, especially now that more people from across the nation are paying attention to this team now that they're in the top 25. And, you know, Lamont Pierce being talked about as a potential coach of the year candidate that, you know, a game like this would maybe be a classic trap game for a lot of teams. But you have such veteran experience on this team, guys who have just played a lot of basketball in a lot of different places where something like this, at least up to this point this season, has not really phased them. So I don't think we should expect anything too terribly different tomorrow at Col out at Colonial Life Arena. No, totally, totally. I think this team has passed almost every single test with flying colors. Uh, you know, any sort of adversity they've had to gone through with people counting them out and stuff, they've kind of worked through it and made big plays. And I think a lot of it does come down to those veterans, like you said. I think they have the experience necessary to weather the storm. And I think Saturday is a game where you should take care of business, and then you have a big game against Auburn on Wednesday. Take care of business tomorrow, and we're looking at we're looking at a showdown for first place in the SEC if things kind of stay the way they are. Yeah, Jack, for sure, man. So the team can't look ahead, but we can. What have you sort of observed, if anything, about Auburn so far? Obviously, a really good basketball team, man. Great basketball program under Bruce Pearl. Atmosphere in their arena is incredible. I watched uh, about half of them beating Alabama the other day. They were in control of that game, man. A super talented team. I, I think on paper Auburn's going to be favored. But, hey, I, I didn't think South Carolina was going to go to Tennessee and win either, so you can't count them out. What, what have you noticed so far about Auburn? You kind of took the words right out of my mouth there. I think they're a, uh, I think Auburn's a very good team. Uh, obviously their ranking shows that. And, look, I, I've never been to Auburn before. Uh, never been to their arena there. But I hear, I hear it's called the Jungle. And that in itself just sounds really intimidating and stuff. But then again, Tennessee was also intimidating, and they managed to work through it. So I think the key is, look, Auburn's a pretty high-scoring team, 83.1 points per game. Look at it like, kind of like Tennessee. Break it down to where, okay, you know, maybe we can't stop all their players, but you can try to dissect their game and, you know, take out different aspects of it to make them less efficient from the field. And I think that's how they beat Tennessee last week, and I think that's how they could beat uh, Auburn next week. Obviously, it's going to be tougher, in my opinion, just because I think Auburn's a better team. But if you go in there, you get a road win, do all the things that you're supposed to do uh, on that on the floor, you're, you're probably looking at a top-ten ranking in two weeks. We're certainly excited to see what happens not only on Saturday but on Wednesday night as well. Taking on Auburn, before we let you go, Jack, I've been asking everybody all morning, I feel like I know what your answer is going to be. What's your pick for the Super Bowl on Sunday? Yes, I'm so I'm so happy you asked me. I'm so happy you asked me. <laughs> all right, my, my all right, my heart wants to say the 49ers, right? Because you know I, sure. I don't. I, if you know me, if you know me, I don't like the Chiefs, um, and it's nothing right. against Taylor Swift or anything. But my head is going to say the Chiefs, and then after the game, get this. Travis Kelsey, he's going to probably win like Super Bowl MVP or something. He's going to have a ring in his back pocket. No, he's not. Stop. He's going to get down one knee. Love story playing in the background. And Taylor Swift's going to say yes, and the whole world's going to go insane. And that's all you're going to see on social media. So that's always been my prediction, but we'll see. Jack, there's a better chance of the Bills showing up and playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday than that <laughs> happening. So. No, I think dude, Jack would very know. much be in you favor of that know. one. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever works. But, hey, let's see what happens. I'll go. Well, we, we, 
We will hold you to that bold prediction and see if that comes true. Appreciate it as always, man. Ah, oh, man, thank you guys so much. Always appreciate it. Happy Friday. You too. Appreciate you, Jack. Jack Belcher from Gamecock Central. Men's team in action tomorrow taking on Vanderbilt. One o'clock pregame coverage starting here at 1230 on the game. He, he is a Bills fan. Uh, well, that, that's, that, why, that's why I said that's that. That's why I said I, I felt like I knew what his answer was going to be, the 49ers, because the Chiefs knocked the Bills out of yeah. the playoffs a couple weeks ago. Our well, listeners don't or, know how hardcore of a oh, Bills fan he if, is. If you don't follow him on Twitter, very yeah. hardcore Bills fan. He's like a probably has been powerbombed <laughs> through a flaming table level well, it, it's fan. a right it's a rite of passage you have yes. to um, we'll talk to our guy larry chandler coming up next we're broadcasting live at the firehouse subs here in lexington 109 old chapin road going until noon here on the game across the timeline drives into the lane dips it back out full wiley left wing three off the rim no good there's chloe with the rebound and hits will lay it in for two more and the gamecocks lead 25 to 10. Welcome back in. It is the Extra Point in the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Tyler Head, West Mitchell, Chris Clark with you. Broadcasting live out at the Firehouse Subs in Lexington, 109 Old Chapin Road. Shopped at Flight Tech Shopping Center. Store opens up right in half an hour from now. Come by, get a delicious Firehouse Subs. You can get some t-shirt, you can get some tickets from Josh. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a great time again broadcasting until noon. That was the call last night. Brad Muller on the Gamecock Radio Network. Chloe Kitts with the putback. Uh, one of uh, 83 points, or two of 83 points, excuse me, that South Carolina scored en route to the 83-45 to victory over Missouri at Colonial Life Arena last night. Now they set their sights ahead to UConn on Sunday. We head out to the Love Chevrolet phone lines. Welcome in our guy Chris Wellbaum from Gamecock Central. And, Chris, first of all, thanks so much for taking your time for us this morning. The big conversation going into last night's game and going into Sunday's game as well is how South Carolina is going to fare without Camila Cardoso off playing for the Brazilian national team. And when you look at last night, you had the names that you expected stepping up, making impacts uh, both offensively and defensively. Chloe Kitts, Bree Hall, Sonia Fagan, Michelle Ful uh, um, Alasia Fulwiley, all having great nights last night. You know, uh, not necessarily one of them taking a place of Camila Cardoso, but all of them contributing to where her presence wasn't, her absence was not really felt that much last night. Yeah, I think uh, if there was one game where if you had to pick, this is the game that we can live without Camilla, it was Missouri last night. Missouri's style uh, actually does not mesh well with what Camilla does. So uh, in the first meeting, um, Dawn Staley actually replaced her with Ashley Watkins in the fourth quarter. So, so that was... Uh, sort of a good fit. Uh, UConn, on the other hand, is a different story. Um, they have a more traditional post in, uh, in Aaliyah Edwards, and uh, she's going to provide a different challenge. Uh, so that's that's a you know, different story. <laughs> well, Bob, uh, th this is a UConn team that maybe hasn't quite been the UConn team we're used to seeing, but it's still UConn and still – heavily talented, and, and then obviously South Carolina not having Camilla is a test in and of its own right. Uh, t tell us if we haven't watched much of this team, what do we need to know about UConn this year, maybe compared to past seasons? Uh, the, <laughs> I hate to make it simple and, and, and uh, sound like a criticism. They're not as good. They don't have as much depth. Um, Despite having, I, you know, I just mentioned Aaliyah Edwards is a very good post, but they're playing Paige Beckers at that power forward at the four, and she's normally a, a point guard. So.
So outside of Edwards, they don't have a lot of size. They don't have uh, they don't have a lot of shooting. They don't they don't rebound particularly well. All the things they don't share they don't uh, pass as well as they normally do. All the things you typically associate with UConn, they don't do as as well this year. Uh, the big the big hole in in their uh, arsenal, if you will, is they really struggle with uh, guarding dribble penetration. And, and when Notre Dame beat them, when Texas beat them, when uh, NC State beat them, they all did it with a lead guard who could score off the dribble and get to the rim and just wreak, wreak havoc on their defense. Again, talking to our guy Chris Wellbaum from Gamecock Central, you mentioned the lack of depth that UConn has this season. We obviously know Fudd was uh, injured very early on in the year and has been lost for the entire year. Uh, Becker's even had you know an injury herself early on in the season after missing most of last year as well. If you had to put a percentage on how healthy this team is coming in, where would you say UConn's at coming into Sunday? Uh, it kind of depends on how you do define it because, as, as you mentioned, players like Fudd, Caroline Deschamps, they're, they're out for the year. So the, the players that UConn has available, they're all available. <laughs> it's just that uh, they're missing two or three players they were expecting to either start or play major minutes. But, uh, but again, the six or seven that they have, and it's really only six or seven, but they're all 100%. Chris, Chris Clark here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so you mentioned – you know, Leah Edwards for UConn. Obviously, we know Cardoso not going to play for South Carolina. But, you know, Missouri's not a, a great comparison to even even a less than full-strength UConn team, right? Just not as good, as big of a challenge. But it does look like, in Cardoso's absence, South Carolina's other posts are playing well. We saw Sakima Walker come into the game last night. We saw Fagan. Kobe Kitts had a good game. And it seems like Dawn Staley was really pleased with the week of practice that her posts have. How do you feel, and, and how does Dawn Staley seem to feel about her posts going into this matchup with UConn? Uh, Dawn's really happy with him, and I, I think part of her saying she's really happy with him is trying to pump them up and make them confident. But like you said, Missouri's not really a good com comparison for UConn. There's not a lot you can draw in terms of what the opponent does. But I think the – the one thing that we can take from what they did last night and project ahead is they're going to they're going to push tempo and they're going to run because that's one thing that they're better at without Cardoso is Watkins, Fagan, Kitts, those three, they want to get out and run. And they can get out and run. They can they can grab the rebound and start the break on their own. So that's I think that's the uh that's the takeaway if, if, if you're looking for a takeaway is that they're, they're really going to try to get out and run. Uh, if they get bogged down into the half court, then they're going to turn more to Sakima Walker, who's more of a traditional uh, half court post, and, and let her kind of bang underneath with uh, Aaliyah Edwards. South Carolina has been the lone undefeated team in women's basketball for a while now, going to 22 and 0. Last night, obviously, overall number one overall in the in the nation, and and not that Sunday's game isn't important because it is a big deal. But regardless of what happens, South Carolina is still almost assured of locking up a number one seed here very very shortly when it comes to the NCAA tournament. How do you think this team fares playing without 
really a ton of pressure overall uh, on its shoulders compared to maybe what they've had in years past. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question, and, and I think one we'll start to look at after if they beat UConn, because UConn's really the last major challenge um, before the SEC tournament. Uh, if they get past UConn, they're more than likely going to end up with, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> going to end up with an undefeated season. And then, and like you said, where what does the pressure become? Do they play without pressure? Or are they playing free and loose? Or, or do they start to think about, hey, we, we did this last year and ended up losing. So, like, we can't do that again. I don't know the answer to that. I, and I don't know if Don Staley knows the answer to that because it's, it's, it's always a strange situation where you're okay with a loss at this point in the season because it gets rid of that pressure of being undefeated. But at the same time, you don't want to have to lose a game because it means you played badly. Well, uh, give us one key to victory for South Carolina on Sunday. What are you going to be paying attention to the most, man? I think the most interesting matchup is going to be at, at forward with Chloe Kitts and Paige Beckers. I don't know if uh, they will actually guard each other because that's a really bad matchup on both ends of the court. But uh, it, whoever gets more efficient production out of their four spot, I think, is the team that wins. Uh, so the game's tipping off Sunday at 2 o'clock. We'll be over before the Super Bowl gets rolling. Before we let you go, got to ask who's uh, winning the Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with uh, the Chiefs because I don't want to make all the Swifties mad. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that's that's a good choice there. <laughs> I appreciate your insight as always, Chris, and we're excited to see what happens um, on Sunday between, between South Carolina and UConn. All right. Thanks for having me. Again, uh, Chris Wellbaum from Gamecock Central, and, and that is kind of an interesting thing to look at when you talk about this team that, again, has been – the lone undefeated for a while now and in uh in women's basketball and even if they did lose on sunday which it doesn't hope happen it's not really going to change a whole lot of things i do think this game especially without cardoso playing does give them the opportunity to hopefully learn something about themselves because you get in a situation in the ncaa tournament where like we saw the other day against Ole Miss where Cardoso got into foul trouble in the first half and you had to sit around the bench for sizable minutes there getting close to halftime or God forbid she goes down with an injury you, you want to know what your team's going to look like without your best player and again last night against Missouri it's kind of foregone conclusion they weren't going to have a problem with them but Sunday can be an opportunity for this team to really learn something about itself well they're, they're so deep and you obviously lose some of that depth uh, which sounds weird to say we're talking about arguably your best player but they have so many players who you could say on a given night would be their best player. So I think I think they're going to be fine. But I think the thing with Cardoso, she is almost like your safety blanket. And if everything else is going wrong, if shots aren't falling, if everybody's having an off night, you always are able to say, we saw this Auburn game, mm -hmm. they couldn't hit a three at all in the first half. And – you can reset and say, look, we got 6-7 in the post. And it's almost like you just have to say, Camilla, it's your time to take over. And so you always have that safety blanket. This weekend, they won't have that. I don't, I don't think Missouri was good enough to even force them to even consider going to their safety blanket. UConn could potentially be good enough to do that if some other things aren't falling for South Carolina. So I think it's a good test to see what happens 
if things don't go great early on and other people have to step up with sort of a little bit of that added pressure, you know, at LSU, we saw other people step up. I thought Full Wally stepped up. I thought, obviously, Bree Hall hit the two big shots late. But second half, right off the bat, early third quarter, they're forcing the ball inside to Cardoso. And so you, you won't have that option. It also is a little bit of a preview of what next year could look like, you know, with Kitts, Watkins, and Fagan. And also, like you said, if, if Cardoso at some point in the tournament is in foul trouble and some you kind of have to go to a little bit different um, sort of look on the court, this is just – this is almost – I don't want to say it's practice time because that's – you're playing a top ten opponent. That's silly. But it, it is good experience for that group and sort of that iteration of this lineup. Speaking of the UConn game, uh, the game is sold out, but our friends at Goldline Framing yesterday – Provided folks the opportunity to come by and uh, get some tickets to that game. Hopefully somebody did take the opportunity. No, 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 no. They, and still, they still they, can. They still can. Okay, yes. that's still available. Tyler was not listening to my promotion yesterday when I said Thursday or Friday. Okay, <laughs> so you can do it today too. Yes, it is, uh, it is now 10, 12 a.m., which means Gold Line is open. And here's what I need you to do. Come by and see us at Firehouse today, and then go by and see our friends at Gold Line as well. They're at 511 12th Street, West Columbia. They're open 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And like Tyler just said, they're giving away two tickets to South Carolina versus UConn. The game is, of course, Sunday at Colonial Life Arena. You're going to have to go by today, and then they're going to pick a winner tomorrow, and then you'll be able to pick up your tickets tomorrow as well. So you still have time. Go over there right now between now and 5.30 p.m. Again, 511 12th Street, Gold Line Framing. Tell them that you want to enter into the drawing for the tickets and uh, while you're there, check out some of the great stuff they have. Home decor, furniture, gift items, all in store. Or if you've been looking for a custom framing job, they can help you with any and all your custom framing needs. Again, that's our friends at Goal Line Framing. Head on over there right now and enter to win two tickets to sold out South Carolina versus UConn women's basketball set for this Sunday at the CLA. And that game tips off at 2 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starting at 1.30 right here on the game. And after that, of course, is the Super Bowl pregame coverage for that starting at 5 o'clock, kickoff at 6.30. We'll dive into some Super Bowl conversation coming up next here on the Extra Point and Gamecock Central Takeover Hour at Firehouse Subs 109, Old Chapin Road, out here in Lexington, going until noon here on the game. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.